This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and Dee. Listen, rate, subscribe. Uh, now, uh, for people that are new to the show, John, uh, why don't you explain how you feel about street sweepers? Uh, they they uh, <clears throat> push uh, crap around to other parts of the city. And uh, then uh, they scare uh, small animals and seem like a waste of money. Right. All right. Let's go to our next segment. Uh, sports? Is, yep. <laughs> a stolen street sweeper led Richmond, Indiana police on a pursuit Sunday morning. I think I don't understand the mechanics of a street sweeper. I'm willing to bet you don't. <laughs> Uh, the Richmond Police Department says third shift officers were called to respond uh, about 1.30 in the a.m. We know nothing good happens at that right. time. Proven time and time again. Yeah. A uh, report of a person driving a piece of heavy machinery recklessly. Thank God it's so slow. Police said the driver, Sammy H. Allen or Sammy Allen. Yeah. 54 of Richmond was reported to be swerving at people. Like he was trying to hit them and driving through residential yards. Yeah. Struck a few vehicles. Uh, but then officers said they didn't locate any damaged vehicles, so I don't know about the police work out there. Uh, they did locate the street sweeper, which was later found to be stolen from a construction company. Um, I guess if you're a cop and you lay down those uh, spike strips, it's just going to suck them up and put them in the back of the garbage. <laughs> yeah, right. Older. Like, well, you're going to... Foiled again. Open fire. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. You ever see the gauntlet with Clint Eastwood? They're shooting at that bus. No. He had to get that uh, that client to the uh, the DA. Okay. Old school. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it would look something like that. Um. All right. So, where was that? Police then led. Uh, police said Allen then led officers on a pursuit of very low speed. <laughs> 10 to 15 miles an hour. It would be funny if the cops were just walking along. Right. Dude. Dude, dude come on, man. Dude, dude, I'm off in 10 minutes. Come, dude. Um, uh, It was over an hour. <laughs> I mean, so he went, yeah. Oh, boy. So so the driver probably sobered up. He didn't even up. make it a mile, So right? the driver was, <laughs> the, 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 the low speed no, chase 10 miles. took so long, the, the driver sobered up during the chase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Just got a little crazy. So it was an hour long, 10 miles. The officers totally could have been running next to it. 100%. Um, He did strike a a garage and uh, made it partially collapse. He almost flipped the sweeper over while striking the garage. Oh, they're pretty low gravity. That's shocking. Um, (laughs) Pretty low to the ground, aren't they? You're bulky. Police said officers deployed spike strips. Yes! But we're mostly unsuccessful due to Alan going slow enough to maneuver around most of them. <laughs> Story has it all. Uh, <laughs> the only thing it uh, doesn't have is uh, the street sweeper running over Travis Scott in the middle of the oh, road. Yeah. It's the only way the story could have been better. Alan reportedly swerved at one officer <laughs> who was attempting to set up the spike strips, causing the officer to seek cover slowly. The pursuit ended when Alan went into the river in the street sweeper. <laughs> it sunk quickly. <laughs> near Veterans Memorial Park. Oh, no. Police say the sweeper became disabled and he attempted to flee on foot. 
He was apprehended by officers. Yeah. I would hope so. I, I think he just wanted to bore the officers to death. He thought they'd get <laughs> bored with the chase. It's like, hey, whatever. Let him drive around in circles. So Who cares? They released the canine on him. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he had to Ooh. get some Ooh. medical attention there. You do not want that canine no, on no. you. They go, they're trained to go for the genitals. <laughs> I mean, right to the balls. Uh, they actually train them. They sent the balls with a musk. They, they, they train the dogs with a musky smelling Jesus, ball. they must be, use your balls as a sample. Yep. Police department said they will request multiple charges, including vehicle theft, resisting law enforcement, leaving the scene of an accident, and reckless driving. We have some audio. Uh, this is some um, moments from when the pursuit was taking place, captured by a bystander. Someone stole a street sweeper! This man stole a street sweeper! Oh, hell no. Y'all see this? Oh, he going to do the Oh, no, man, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, hell no. Almost as dramatic as, oh, the humanity. Someone stole a street sweeper. We should play those back side. Someone stole a street sweeper. We play those side by side. Oh, hell no. Y'all see this? Oh, no. he going to do the Oh, no, man, no. That is as descriptive and emotional and tells a story as much as the Hindenburg guy screaming into a microphone. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Uh, except the Hindenburg guy didn't scream. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Which would have been great. Oh, the humanity. Oh, hell uh, no. Oh, it would have sounded like this old school. Oh, hell no. Uh, you know, remember that? They talked weird back then. Uh, Back in the Hindenburg days. Oh, the humanity. Oh, hell no. They had like a noose, a very dramatic sense. Yeah. Flair for the dramatic. Oh, hell no. They back notice of the ship are just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from... It burst into flames. Get it started. Get it started. It's right and it's crashing. It's rising terrible. Oh, my. Get out of the way, please. It's running and bursting into flames and, and it's falling on the morning grass and all the folks between that this is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's... Uh, same, uh, it could be the street sweeper. You could be talking about a street sweeper. Right, right, right. Oh, it's horrible. Someone uh, stole a street sweeper. <laughs> this man stole a street I didn't realize how much... I didn't realize how much the Hindenburg guy sounds like Les Nessman at the turkey drop. Oh, my God. Is that weird? Is that why Les sounds that maybe, way at the maybe. turkey drop? I, I, never, I never made the connection, but maybe. Maybe there's a thing there. Oh, they're dropping out of the skies like bags of wet cement. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. We need to play that, by the that's way. That's crazy. Yeah. So they were, I bet you that's what they were doing. They were riffing on the Hindenburg yeah. guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Gracious. I feel I feel like we've solved a crime here, some kind of entertainment crime here this morning. Yeah. That's really crazy. So there you have it. If we found the inspiration of the Buckeye uh, Newshawk Award winning Les Nessman, that's insane, except... I guess you couldn't say, oh, hell no, back in 1978 when the turkey trap was going on. But I got an FCC fine. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, she had a good raw sense of the dramatic there. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, if she only knew the chase was just beginning, it yeah. was going to last a whole hour. I'd put her up there with the greats of the Hindenburg guy and Les Nesman. All right. I don't she know who the Hindenburg guy was. Does he have a name? 
I'm sure he did. I never oh, wow. I really know a I lot ne- of nameless people. I never dug into the story behind the guy screaming at the Hindenburg thing. Um so emotional. Yeah. I wonder I got to find it out. I, yeah, I wondered I I assume he was a TV reporter not just a rando, you know, a guy that actually knew. He's just filling in. Herbert Morrison? Herbert. Herbie. Yeah, the true story of Herbert Morrison and his famous broadcast oh. of the Hindenburg disaster. What happened to him? I'd rather hear this than play a song. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Herbert Morrison's dramatic narration of the newsreel of the Hindenburg disaster is probably the public's most enduring memory of the crash. Mm-hmm. Morrison's commentary was not made for a newsreel and, the- and theater audiences in 1937, never experienced his words and the film together. Morrison was a radio reporter, and his words were not paired with the film footage until decades later. Oh, wow. No radio listener heard Morrison describe the crash as it happened, as some people claim to remember. His report was not broadcast live. People think Morrison had a high-pitched, squeaky voice. He had the rich, mellow tones of a radio announcer. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to do it? Yeah. Imitate a radio. Smooth, dulcet tones of a radio announcer who would tell something like this <laughs> when he's in a studio. Yes, with prepared material. Yes. Uh, posterity remembers Morrison for a few seconds of panic and crying. In fact, he regained his calm within moments and recorded almost 37 minutes oh, see, I'd like to hear that. of information Second about part. the crash oh, wow. with professionalism and accuracy. Why don't we hear that Clearly, part? this article was written by someone related to Herbert Morrison. We're going to play the whole 37 minutes unedited right here. Um, Herbert Morrison was invited to fly to Lakehurst by American Airlines, which offered a connecting airline service with Hindenburg. Morrison, a 31-year-old reporter from WLS Radio in Chicago, had a personal interest in aviation and was a pilot himself, having learned to fly in 1929. Uh, this is fascinating. So they were so the airline company or and the blimp they wanted a, uh, a t- they wanted a fan of of blimps and the industry. Yeah, they wanted yeah they wanted somebody who was going to be. Report, to the, yeah. contribute positively, right? Uh, he became acquainted with officials of American Airlines while covering flooding in the Ohio and Mississippi Valleys by air in early 1937. The airline suggested that Morrison fly to Lakehurst and one of their flagship club planes to cover Hindenburg's first American landing of the 1937 season. Morrison and WLS sound engineer Charles Nelson, he's our Trevor, Flew from Chicago to Lakehurst the day before the Hindenburg's arrival, and Morrison's recording began with a flattering mention of the American Airlines service. We both flew down from Chicago yesterday afternoon aboard one of the giant new 21-passenger flagships of American Airlines. He he was an influencer. Dude, he totally was. Listen to that. A giant new (laughs) 21-passenger plane. It took us only three hours, 55 minutes to fly nonstop. That was not pressurized. We froze our ass off. (laughs) Totally. From Chicago to New York. When we landed at Newark, we found another flagship of American Airlines waiting to take us to Lakehurst with our equipment when we were ready to go. And incidentally, American Airlines is the only airline in the United States which makes connections with the Hindenburg. He totally was an influencer. Morrison's commentary was recorded by Nelson on a Presto direct disc recorder that included an amplifier, a large turntable, and a heavy-duty lathe that cut his commentary into four 16-inch Presto green seal lacquer discs. 
A few hours after the crash, so Morrison and Nelson hurried to Chicago by air with the four discs, leaving their heavy equipment behind in Lakehurst. And they had a scoop. Yeah, Morrison's words were broadcast the next day on WLS in Chicago. <laughs> which, which was still breaking news. Totally. Yeah. And an excerpt was aired on the NBC Red Network that morning and on NBC Blue that afternoon. It was the first time a recording was ever broadcast on NBC, which had a policy against broadcasting recorded information that lasted until World War II. Holy cow. That is crazy. I can't believe we didn't study this. In I know. In this is so neat. Radio school. Much of our knowledge about the Morrison-Nelson recording is due to the scholarship of Dr. Michael Beal, professor of radio TV at Moorhead State University, who thoroughly researched the history and technical de- details of the recording. He also studied the original disc themselves and paid particular attention to the moment Hindenburg ignited, where the disc shows evidence of the force of the event. Just after Morrison's words, it burst into flame. Beale observed several deep digs caused by the shock wave, followed by a faint groove for about two revolutions, where Nelson gently lowered the cutting head back into the disc. Well, How a, neat. Sounds kind of sexual. Morrison's de- <laughs> shut up. Morrison's description of the Hindenburg crash is one of the best known broadcasts of all time. But while he will forever be known for those famous few seconds, they are not a fair memorial to the man. Even the way we remember Morrison's voice is unfair to the man who spent his career as a professional oh, radio wow. announcer. Because he didn't sound yeah. you know, like he was, you know, in booth or Well, it was emotional. So this is okay, let's see. Uh just holding it uh just enough to keep it from first in the flank. Get the shot. Get the shot. It's rising. It's rising. It's rising. Terrible. That's his real voice. Right. Get up the way, please. It's running and bursting in the flames and and it's falling on the morning path. And all the folks would believe that this is terrible. This is the worst of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's it's, it's the place is running. Oh. Four or five hundred feet into the sky, it's a terrific crash. Ladies and gentlemen, the smoke and the flames now, and the flame is crashing to the ground, not quite to the mooring mass. Oh, the humanity, all the fans are just screaming around I, I can't talk, ladies and gentlemen. Look how that gave me goosebumps. It did me I too. I mean, to hold it together and still wow. describe that. And then he, and to throw in all the humanity. Yeah. You know, that's you know, which. Which I don't know if, if that was his thing or somebody else's thing, but I guess it's just a catchphrase. But Morrison served in the Army Air Corps during World War II and became a radio reporter and the first news director at WTAE TV in Pittsburgh. Ran for Congress three times as a Pennsylvania Republican during the 1950s. He died at the age of 83 on January 11th, 1989, in a nursing home in Morgantown, West Virginia. That is fascinating. Yeah, that's super cool. That totally, I, I, yeah, wow. Neat. My brain's yeah, bigger I mean, now. I mean, you think about some of the great uh, lines that have been broadcast. I, I was thinking of Al Michaels there when you were doing that. Do you mm-hmm. believe in miracles? I mean, just that the moment of that raw emotion. Right. You know, that still stands the test of time. Yeah. To, to hear that. What was that? 30, what? 37. 37. Yeah, jeez. I mean, you don't. You have no idea you're getting caught up in history right there. Right. And then all the... He was just probably going for like an awesome weekend with his flying buddies. He's like, dude, it was like us, dude. We're getting a free trip. Totally. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do you believe these people are flying me out to report on a stupid blimp? You kidding me, dude? We're going to party our ass off. And uh, and, uh, where was it? Lakehurst. Lakehurst, New Jersey. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh man, dude, it's like dude, like twenty minutes and we're out. We're gonna go to the bar totally. and just rave. It's a basically a free vacation. <laughs> and then that. Right. Oh, wow. That's a good deep dive, dude. I like that. I like it, too. Well done. Well read. Your broadcast teacher would be impressed. Well, thank you. You did good on the fly there. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. Uh, Did you know that the hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you? Or you can listen to this one. Bears can smell your menstruation. I can smell your menstruation. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO. Rock of the Edmonds. No. Well, you went to the supermarket, got your turkey wrapped in plastic. You cooked it in the oven just right. Should come out fantastic. The whole family's coming over. You put on that evening gown, but creeping up behind you, all moist and golden brown. It's the zombie turkey. He's coming. To pay you back. Zombie turkey. What you say? Zombie turkey. Can't hear you. Zombie turkey. We in trouble now. Zombie turkey. Zombie turkey. Somebody at the back door. It ain't cool being no jive turkey. So close to Thanksgiving. Dude, panic. Everybody panic. We're going to have possum for Thanksgiving. That's right. Uh, a new report found there's already a shortage of a lot of Thanksgiving staples. So make sure you go ahead and buy up everything you see, you hoarder bastard. Um, they could become harder and harder to find over the next two weeks. So it might just behoove you to do your Thanksgiving shopping a little bit early. I read this article and immediately ordered my Thanksgiving groceries. Oh. Uh, supermarkets started stocking up early because of supply chain-ish. Uh, but they still might not have enough to meet demand. Uh, five Thanksgiving foods that are already harder to find than usual. Whole ass turkeys. Grocery stores only have 39% as many as they normally would right now. So it might be a good idea to snag one if you got room in your freezer. Word. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I don't know. This, you can consider all kinds of different things. They have the little turkey breasts that you can get. Mac and cheese. Uh... One year, our vegan friends brought over a vegan loaf thing. Okay. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. <laughs> vegan loaf. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Dude. Can you remember what the uh, heck? Uh, I... Let's see. So you, just more. You can get a fake whole turkey. Here it was. Tofurkey roast and wild rice. Oh. It wasn't too bad. See, no. this is what it looked like. It doesn't look too bad, right? What is that? <laughs> is that what is what's what's outside of the stuffing? What is that? It's it's tofu. Oh. You gonna be alright? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Who would tofu? Is it mushy? What? No. No, it, it was like the consistency of turkey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did it taste like turkey? Uh, no. Yeah, okay. What did it taste like? Tofu. I don't know. Do I know what tofu tastes like? Yeah, it was good. And lots of spices and stuff. You okay. know, I had the traditional right. Thanksgiving spices and so stuff. So fake like. everything. Just fake yeah, just, everything. Just tofu. 
It's just literally just having some solid in your mouth. That, that, that reminds you of turkey? That, remi- that, that faintly reminds you of turkey. Listen, we are having a turkey <laughs> shortage. We are in desperate times. <laughs> ah, that's so good. No, it was, a, it was a nice gesture. The price of turkey go up? I'm sure it has. I mean, this is basic econ, right? Supply and demand. Thanks, Biden. Yeah, uh, supply chain issues. I don't know how much we can blame Biden, but go ahead. Why not? <laughs> um, cranberry sauce. You like the cranberry sauce? Yeah, I do. So this one isn't as bad as the turkey, Sitch. Uh, we have about 80% of the normal stock, and it's dropping. But you can always make your own cranberry sauce. There's plenty of recipes online. Don't panic. Stop panicking, everybody. Yam and sweet sweet taters. I wonder what that's going to do. Favorite tuber. Going to hurt food pantries a little bit as far as people just buying extra. I don't know. Although they get, uh, they kind of go to sources, don't right, they? They, they don't rely on. I'm pretty sure the food pantries probably already have all their Thanksgiving right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, stores have about 75% as many tubers as they normally would. Yams and sweet taters. Uh, stovetop stuffing and generic brands, too. Might be okay on that one. Supplies are currently at 80% of normal levels, and they're rising. And don't forget, you can make your own stuffing. You don't need to have it out of a box. You're going to go to one of those uh, turkey buffets this year, and it's going to cost you 50 bucks. Mm. You know, restaurants that do those those turkey brunch or whatever. Man, I don't know. Do they have the staff to do that this I'm, year? I'm going to Burger King. Um, It might be closed, bro. Pre-made refrigerated pies. Mm. Could be sold out around Thanksgiving. Frozen pies should be a little easier to find, though. Hey, I want to thank whoever texted in and recommended Poyers uh, and Fort Ass Kicking for my pumpkin pie. I am placing my order today. Uh, super excited to support a local business. And I've never been there, but I read the reviews, and apparently that pie is something to talk about. I guess about. we could uh, eat less. <laughs> He's mad. Did you hear that, DJ? How dare you? What are you, a shock jock? (laughs) He said the most shocking thing I've ever heard in my life. He told me to (laughs) go on a diet. What an asshole. How dare you? He said only go back for three plates. Couldn't believe what I was hearing. On what the are you doing for Turkey Day besides feeding the seagulls? Uh, <laughs> well, seagulls got to eat too. That's right. I don't know. A little, little somebody's house we're going to. I don't know. I just go where I'm. I just get in the car and drive. <laughs> so go that way. Don't ask too many questions. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Will there be drinks? I love it. I just want to know if there's cocktails. <laughs> if there is, I'm happy. Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Now, at first, I was like, this can't be real. And I checked the date of the original post to make sure it wasn't April Fool's Day that they had posted it. And it wasn't. This is really happening. Two French fry flavored craft vodkas are on the way from a Minneapolis-based distillery called Tattersall. Through partnership with, you guessed it, Arby's. Da, 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 da. Around here, the town drunk is a person of great honor. Well, vodka's potato-based, right? 
Uh, yes. Bada boom. Uh, there are two flavors, crinkle fry and curly fry. Let's take a minute, dear no. sweet baby Jesus. It's, it's old vodka potato. Yeah, that's like that's like old old vodka's potato. That's there, like old Russian 1930 vodka. No, there's still vodka made from potatoes. Oh, there is? Yeah. Right. I got confused. I know. My brain wires got uh, got crossed. Yeah. Uh, Luxusua vodka, I, number one selling potato vodka in the world. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and remember the guy from New Zealand who dug up Doug, the potato Doug. <laughs> He's going to make vodka out of Doug. All right. Uh, we have Blue Ice Potato Vodka, U.S. produced in, of course, Idaho. Utah. Thank you. Oh, wait, you just said Idaho. Uh, bacon Vodka with a K. Yeah. Made from Northwest potatoes. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. I'm going to hold out for the Curly Fry Vodka. I wanted to take a minute to recognize Curly Fries because they're important. Is that it? They are often overlooked, <laughs> dude. Would you take a onion ring over a curly fry? It's two different moods, man. Um, it would depend on when I had each one last. But you'd definitely take a curly fry over a regular. Oh, pfft. no contest. How dare you? What about you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's yeah? Just, it's that coating, whatever they put, whatever they roll that those things in it's the shape i like the bounciness uh-huh uh yeah. what, what about uh where's the tater tot rank Maybe in here like a ranch chaser uh the, the what the tater tot. Tot. Oh, i had tots yesterday uh with my uh beautiful dry rubbed chicken wings from the oaks golf course culinary kitchen culinary kitchen yeah does that make sense sure i want to say they're like culinary experts <coughs> um yeah oh sure any, uh, oh, okay, so I do I have to pick one, like take it to an island? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we're, oh. we're going to the island, dude. Uh, and you got to think waffle fries in there, sweet uh, potato fries in there. No, no. No, uh, no. Uh, probably, oh, oh, there's no wrong answer. No. Maybe curly fries. <laughs> Team curly fry all day. All right. Uh, so crinkle fry and curly fry are the two vodka flavors will be released in extremely limited quantities next Thursday. Sixty bucks a bottle. Ooh. Um, but uh, I mean, it is a craft local vodka, yeah. right? Uh, and it is a novelty thing. Arby'sVodka.com. Let's not forget that your favorite DJs also celebrate the holiday season. Well. I feel like we're uh, feeling like when the Metallica Blacken came out, we're like, what do they know about whiskey? Right. Well, turns out. Turns out <laughs> they know a lot of people that know a lot about whiskey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so so I definitely give them the benefit of the doubt. I'd give it a try. I mean. Sure. I'll put anything in a Bloody Mary. Right. I mean, I would definitely assume you're going to use this for Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't know what else you would use it for. I don't know. Uh, sipping out in the parking lot after a after a great radio show. Just take the edge off, just to come down, just to bring it down a notch. Because I'm yeah. all wound up. 
Got all wound up about Pop Tarts. Got when bring, does the great radio show happen? Got to bring uh, at 10 a.m. Oh. Ski ball comes in, and then uh, just drop it down a notch. Dude, <laughs> talk about uh, somebody who's tanked when she shows up about 10. Yeah, let's talk about Man. ski ball. I know she must. Uh, all I can figure is she goes over to Bros Three and gets hammered and then comes in. Because what other bars open, you know? Man, oh man. Um, uh, is PC two up? So uh, you are you've been on the Squid Game train. I've been there and done that, and uh, I dreamt about it for a couple of nights. Me too. And then I stopped dreaming about it. Yeah. I feel like it takes me back to, in my dream, running for my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Yellowstone has uh, dampened the Squid Game. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, I still got to watch the second episode. Okay, uh, the creator of Squid Game says he's planning the second season. Oh, wow. Too early to say when it might happen. He did say uh, that the lead character will return. Well, yeah. And he'll do something for the world. Ah. Uh, well, sure. I mean, it was a nice setup. It was a nice setup at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, sure. I mean, how do you not finish that? Um. So, yep, we'll see. We'll get the new Squid Game and... He's Probably going, next year, I would he's assume. Going back in for round two. You have to. There is <laughs> there is unfinished business. Yeah, they left some. But how about that guy not caring about his kid at all? They left some loose ends. The guy and his kid. Yeah, the lead character. Yeah, true. He left. Yeah, when he turned around, true, because he was going <laughs> to see her, right? Right. Yeah. No, there's definitely a million different directions I could go. I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah, but uh, again, now if you now here we go again. Are we going to go through another round of games and then let's finish it? I would assume all of the games this round are going to be different. Hey, hey, the, the drunkie just showed up and she's oh she's my god, hammered. yep, Man, oh, she, she just almost uh, fell. Yep, she yep yep she's uh, just dozed off. Man, she took her shirt off. Yep, she just dozed off. Yeah, I didn't know she. Oh, aqua is her color. That's a nice. Today bra. we're talking about drunken mistakes. That's a nice bra. Bruh. <laughs> I will give you ten dollars to say that to ski ball. What? It's a nice bra, bra. <laughs> nice bra, bra. Because you know she's gonna punch you in the face. Nice bra, bra. Hello. What if we crossed Squid Games? Get out of here, you drunk bum. What if we draw draw across Squid Games with uh, Stranger Things, and they meet in the middle somewhere in Russia? Okay. Where potato vodka is made. JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.